Chassid who was driving and he stopped to give a soldier a ride, whatever the case may be. And the soldier, he asked the soldier, what can I do for you? And the soldier said, I'm not religious. I don't own a pair of tzitzit. I need a pair of tzitzit. And the chassid didn't think twice. Unbuckled his shirt and he gave me tzitzit. It's amazing. There are people who want tefillin. They never done tefillin before. I know that Torah Masora, the National Association of Hebrew Day Schools, they put out a campaign that the students should write letters to the families. Yeah. You can't imagine the chizuk, the strength. When somebody gets a letter, I'm thousands of miles away. I'm 14 years old. I'm in seventh grade, and I'm davening for you. The strength is, is unbelievable. and welcome to Torah Talks Chazak's Tuesday night program with a special guest we have with us, Rabbi Pesach Lerner. Baruch welcome. Thank you. Once again, Thank to you the for Chazak headquarters. And uh, we're going to be speaking about Israel near and dear. And with our understanding, the rabbi was just there, and you came back, and you are uh, heavily involved with Eretz HaKodesh, with Israel. And before we do the topic, if you give us a little background about yourself and the great work you're involved with. Me? I'm a simple Jew. <laughs> I had good mentors. My father, my father-in-law, my rabbeim, who taught me that there's a sense of achrayus, a sense of responsibility, and everyone has to do what they can do. And that's the education I received at home and in yeshiva. And Baruch Hashem, that's the Kaddish Baruch God put me in positions over the last many, many years that uh, enabled me to, to carry out that mandate. I guess for the recent past, I was executive vice president of the National Council of Young Israel, the Young Israel Movement, for over 20 years. I retired from that about 12 years ago. I had hoped to uh, spend some time learning and whatever, and God had other plans for me. <laughs> we created an organization called the Coalition for Jewish Values. Because CJV. if you open the CJV, if you open the newspaper, you'll see Jewish values that I'm Jewish and on values. <laughs> and they're created a week ago. And there was nobody speaking up <clears throat> for real Torah Jewish values. So a bunch of us rabbis, including locally Queens Rabbi Yoel Schoenfeld and others, we opened he up the Baltimore. Po- he, well, correct. <laughs> but he's, uh, still writes for the Queens that's, Jewish that's paper. <laughs> so um, bottom line is we started an organization speaking out challenging those Jewish values that were not Jewish values. Yes. And we didn't know how deep the hole was. And we were receiving phone calls from congressmen and senators' office and saying, why they call me this and why that? I thought this was right. And we'd answer them, it is right. Mm-hmm. You're talking to the progressives, to the liberals, who are changing, creating, editing Jewish values. And we ended up now an organization of 2,500 rabbis, Involved speaking out, protecting and defending true Jewish values. I was with that organization for five years, and then God sent me another calling. Without going into the great detail, in Israel, there's something called Israel's National Institution, Mosdot Alumim, which is the World Zionist Organization, the what they call Kakal, Karen Kayemet Israel, which we would know as the Jewish National Fund, even though they're separate. GNF. Okay, the Jewish Agency and others. 
These organizations together have a billion-dollar budget and serious influence. <clears throat> and anybody who knows a little bit about the system knows that the influence is used to the, towards the left, liberal values, not Torah values in, mo- in many cases. The money was used for things that we would not spend money on. And I've been involved a little bit over the years. Three years ago, four years ago, when the last World Zionist Organization elections took place, they finished Purim 2020, right before COVID. COVID yeah. We ran a Orthodox Torah party in the system. I tell people we had miracles. That's a higher level. We were able to succeed. We received 5% of the total delegate worldwide, which is nothing. But that 5% moved the pendulum from center left to center right. And we went in to do what I call get away from the bad and do good, trying to bring the organizations back to the middle, trying to put in a Torah objective. And thank God, we have been quite successful in that endeavor. We just got started. I don't know how many of your audience sent their children or grandchildren to Israel during COVID, because Eretz HaKodesh was at the right place at the right time, we were able to facilitate 40,000 student visas when the skies were closed. Um, we've been doing a lot of activity. Fortunately or unfortunately, came Simchas Torah, and we were on the ground. We had the basic setup. Also, we were one day ahead of you. So you were still... Yom Tov holiday yeah. here. Right. In Israel, Sunday was already not Yom Tif. They were able to get into action. We are connected, contacted. We have a major campaign. You can go to eretzhakodesh.org and it'll, it'll click, click up. We've raised a million and a half dollars. We've spent more than that buying much-needed equipment for the soldiers, vests and helmets and, <coughs> excuse me, and night vision. And then we discovered... If you go down north, if you go down south, it's hot. If you go up north, it's cold. And these soldiers left shul, left the synagogue, left their homes, unprepared, not knowing. And we're distributing long underwear. It's flannel shirts and socks and blankets and and we and others. Right. Amazing. You watch now, you'll smell a barbecue. Yeah. People are going up with barbecue. You can see Haredim, uh, ultra-Orthodox, going up there, delivering whatever they need. Okay, You can't buy a pair of tzitzit in Israel today. In America as well? In America, you can buy. I'm telling you, we went to the local stores. We have a lot of people there, Baruch Hashem, getting closer to Torah mitzvot now through the work of Chazak, and we were encouraging to do tzitzit. Is that the rabbi? The local uh, stores are all... <laughs> because the, in Israel, they I spoke to a friend of mine who is a chief, one of the rabbis in the... IDF rabbinate. I spoke to him last week. He says, Pesach, we had 30,000 pair of green tzitzit, green being yeah, camouflage. Yeah. 30,000. Who needs 30,000? We never need 30,000. I need 200,000. Yeah. We yeah. can't buy them. Right. Okay? People want tzitzit. They want to heal him. There's stories yeah. out there. Okay? So... Oh, everybody's working yes uh, we at Chazak has be, have been extremely busy as well wonderful Many communities you know many, whatever you whatever you're doing if more. everybody does 10 times more we don't need it the soldiers need things listen the soldiers 
their families sitting shiva, unfortunately. Yeah. 1,400 families, and their families who can't sit shiva because they don't know whether their kids are, their family is captured or they're one of the bodies that are burned so badly they can't identify. It's, a, it's, a, it's an impossible situation. But the Jewish community is doing, we are doing, everybody's doing. Okay, and... Uh, so I was going to ask you, where, 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 you know, for those watching for, that are not in Israel, uh, many people feel like, you know, we're not there. You know, we're not on the soldiers, we're not on the front lines. What can we do? Uh, First of all, I'd like to suggest become educated. Very important, yeah. Become educated. Figure out where's Gaza, where's the north, where's the south. Okay, figure out what communities, Shteirot, Netivot, Afakim, others, are within the quote-unquote battle zone. Okay, get an education. When somebody tells you there are 80,000 families that have been told to leave their homes, okay, what does that mean? What does that mean? Can you imagine? I come to you, if you have a home, Right? It wasn't destroyed already. I come to you, you're in the wrong, you're in the range of the rockets. You've got to get you got twenty minutes to get out. Okay, you gotta pack up your family. Okay, whatever you've got, where are you going? A lot of these people don't have a place to go. So they're going to rent a one room sub basement. Okay, now imagine if we at least understand they get an item of the geography and we can figure out eighty thousand people have to pick up and go. How many kids is that? Wow. How many kids is that? Well, I'll tell you some stories. And they have to go. A friend of mine, I spoke to a friend of mine, Nechami Milinowitz, on the way here, my partner. My partner. And he said, yesterday they put on an event. And one of the kids was wearing was wearing slippers. So he asked, why are you wearing slippers? Okay. He says, because I have no shoes. My house was hit with a rocket. We got out in time. I have no clothing. They have no clothing, okay? We're talking about feeding three, 4,000 meals every day just so that the kids, okay, the adults also, the kids should have one hot meal a day. Imagine for a moment. You're, you're a Kolel member. You're sitting and learning. You're working in any cities, Ashkelon, maybe Ashdod, Ofakim, Nitivot, and then go up, go up, go up north. Right? And they tell you, get out. So you go. You're not working now. Your wife's not working now. Your kids are not in school. Right? Now imagine, I don't know what your kids saw back at the ranch. Right? There were, there were the rockets. If you could have been down south, God forbid, and you saw the terrorists in the neighborhood. So you're having nightmares, these kids. So you have seven, eight people in one room. There's no structure. There's no food. First of all, if everybody can learn about it, read about it, find a website, okay, follow. Then we, if we know, so two things will happen. Number one, when somebody makes a comment, we can respond intelligently. I'm not saying to go see all the pictures and all the videos of what they, what these animals. I am insulting animals, what these, whatever they, they did, okay? But at least we have to know enough to be able to respond. We have to know enough to be able to really feel. 
we have to know enough. And somebody asks you, how are you? Oh, I'm great. It's not an answer anymore. Right? Because we can't be great. Because our brothers and sisters in Eretz Yisrael don't know where their kids are. Their kids are in the army. They're nervous. We have to change. You call Yisrael, I raven in Zebra Zebra. All these are responsible for each other. We have to feel it. Okay? We have to feel it. So number one, you have to be educated. If we're educated, <clears throat> then we can respond. And if we're educated, then we'll begin to realize that maybe we have to give a little more money to tzedakah. Find the charity. Find the community. Okay? We're in Queens. I have to assume that in a mile radius from where we are in Chazak, there are families whose children are in the IDF. Okay, do we know who they are? By the way, do we know what that IDF member needs? Right, have we reached out? I apologize, I'm not giving anybody a lesson over here, but I'll give you an example. Have we reached out to those families and said, talk to your kids, what IDF equipment do they need? And if you can't buy it, we have to put together. Which we know that we had a collection over here at the Chazak Pantry a few blocks away, and Baruch Hashem, Mir Kamchay, so the amount of things people brought in, we shipped and sent. Right, we have to worry about adopting. We have to adopt these soldiers. If every community adopted their kids, number one, the chizuk, the support, the strength that it would give to the soldiers is one thing. Number two, (coughs) maybe they need things. You know, uh, a night flashlight, a night vision. There's something called the letterman. I'm learning the language. A letterman is a pocket knife. Mm. has a knife, and has a screwdriver, and has a scissor. I mean, mm. simple things. But I'm being told that in a case of emergency, one of the pieces on this knife can save somebody's life. Okay? Maybe we should get the schools. The schools should adopt another school. And wherever those kids are, we're going to... Daven for them. We're going to daven for them. We're going to raise money so these people can... We can send them money for food. Yeah. You can't imagine. You know, you hear on the radio, uh, in a country in South South America, for 19 cents you can... It's real. Yeah. For 19 shekel, five dollars, you can provide a wholesome meal for a couple kids. Unbelievable. Okay, so it's, it's... 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 What's the website again? Eretz HaKodesh. Eretz HaKodesh. Dot org Eretz E R E T Z Ha Kodesh H A K O D E S H dot org, and that'll lead you to the to the match page, and you can donate. And uh, I want you to know the money's going. My people are not, we're not taking anything out of it. Even the even the matching page is not taking. <clears throat> They're not taking the commission. The crowdfunding, unbelievable. And if you, by the way, we're not the only ones. <clears throat> give to Chazak, give to others. As long as we know. It's going places, it's doing things. And this, <clears throat> excuse me, this war is not over. And the consequences of this war is not going to be over. Because there are people that lost everything. Okay? The, the, mental, the mental health of many of these people are going to be affected. Okay? The kids, the parents, um, ability to go back to school, ability to, to go back to normal to build your houses again, there's going to be a need. And we in America and we, wherever we happen to be, need to be aware that we can't let them go. Like they're fighting our battle. And these are our brothers and sisters, literally and figuratively. 
and we have to be there for them politically. I know you're connected, very well connected politically. We have to make sure politically we support it, <clears throat> and we have to make sure that financially we support it. Spiritually. Spiritually. I know that Torah Masora, the National Association of Hebrew Day Schools, which many of our day schools have joined, they put out a campaign that the students should write letters to the families. Yeah. Okay, you can't imagine the chizuk, the strength. It gives when somebody gets a letter that I'm, I'm thousands of miles away, I'm 14 years old, I'm in seventh grade, and I'm davening for you. <clears throat> the strength is, is unbelievable. So you're just an Eretz HaKadosh in Israel, and uh, any stories or chizuk that stick out of, uh, you know, how amazing Am Yisrael is or something that... In the beginning days of the war, nobody was prepared. Right. Nobody understood what was going on. The government wasn't prepared. The army wasn't prepared. Nobody was prepared. Okay? But the stories, stories of people emptying out the shelves in supermarkets, putting them in the car and driving. Where are you going? I don't know. I'll find soldiers. I'll find the base. Okay. Um, there's a story in a video of a chassid who was driving, and he stopped to give a soldier a ride, whatever the case may be. And the soldier, he asked the soldier, what can I do for you? And the soldier said, I'm not religious. I don't own a pair of tzitzit. I need a pair of tzitzit. And the chassid didn't think twice. Unbuckled his shirt, and he gave me tzitzit. <laughs> it's amazing that people who want tefillin they never want tefillin before right uh, the soldiers understand okay people are davening I was in Jerusalem I was in Ramot right after Shabbat Simchat Torah right the, the WhatsApp went out yeah. there's a Tehillim gathering in so and so shul if you came 20 minutes late you couldn't find a spot yeah. and it was a mix Right. Thank God the achtus, the unity, is fantastic. That's a positive. <clears throat> the negative? You had lone soldiers that had nobody there. They were died. There was a lone soldier from France. Right? He had no family. They went to bury him. It's difficult to be there. Straight faith. The word went out on WhatsApp groups. <clears throat> Thank God for WhatsApp, maybe. Right? He's a lone soldier. His parents are not making it. We need a minion. For Levaya. For Levaya. 7,000 Jews showed up for that Levaya. Wow. You couldn't get near. Hey, there's a website put together on who's sitting Shiva where. Because a lot of these families, the sitting Shiva, they don't have. Where they're sitting shiva, people should go. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. People are coming. I don't know you, but you're one of us. Such There are good stories, and they're emotional stories. I mentioned to you before, <clears throat> I was in yeshiva in Israel during the Yom Kippur War. <clears throat> so I remember, <clears throat> 50 years ago. 50 years ago, I was at yeshiva, and our yeshiva was near Ashdod, and there was an Air Force base uh, a couple of miles away, but you know, in the middle of Shachris, middle of Musaf, you had jets flying over, you knew something was happening. Buses came to the yeshiva, because a lot of Israelis there, buses came to the yeshiva to, to grab the boys from the, from the shul. To the army. Into the army. We know, we know what's going on. So I have uh, memories. 
<clears throat> one of my guys, <clears throat> because we're in the national institutions, they were able to coordinate funding for some of these Mutsmoshavin Kibbutzim that had to leave Gaza. So last week we went to visit a kibbutz, a moshav, happens to be a dati moshav that was moved, completely evacuated. They weren't, they didn't lose one family member on Simchas Torah because they had locked, they're all surrounded by big metal fences, gates. They locked the front gate because it was Shabbos. Nobody can get in. So they didn't lose anybody to begin with. Eventually they opened up Base Medrash, and they turned it into a field hospital, and they were getting everybody else. So they were evacuated afterwards, and they ended up in a hotel in Bayit Vigan. So a bunch of us went to visit. So first of all, the number of men is limited because they're all the army. But I want you to know, I walked in, and I started to shake. Let us start to shake. And my husband said, what's wrong, you okay? He said, not okay. Tell you why. I was active when I was at the Young Israel. We were active in the families of Gush Katif. We went to visit, we raised money. And Gush Katif, as you remember, all went, the, uh, the people that took Gush Katif out spent more time on trying to figure out how to get them out, not figuring out where they're going to go. And they ended up in hotels. And I went to visit them in hotels, right? Kids all over, unorganized. You know what? If you want to take your family for a nice weekend to a hotel, right, they'll jump at it. But stay there for weeks. No structure, no school. Kids aren't going to sleep. You eat what you eat when they want you to eat, not what. There's no laundry. There's nothing, nothing. You lose your self-respect. It doesn't work. So I walked into this hotel and I saw Gush Katif in front of me. <laughs> Gush Katif, they were healthy. They were kicked out, but they were okay. Here, right, they were kicked out because of physical danger. Mm. Right? But I want you to know, while I was there and meeting and talking, there were people, there were people coming in from, out, from nowhere, just bringing food and presents. Mika, Amcha, you saw the Jewish people. Nobody stayed home. Unbelievable. <clears throat> the stories were... Very, 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 very inspiring, Rabbi Pesach Lerner. Uh, let, me, let, me, let me share with you something. Because this is Torah Talks. Yep, Torah Talks. So let me share with you something which is so apropos. You audience, man, you know, you'll know the name of Meir Shapiro. Of course. Meir yeah. Shapiro Founder was the, of the creator Daf-Yomi of the Davyomi. His yard site was Dublin. last week. Yeah. So Meir Shapiro has a Torah thought on this week's portion. Okay, we all know the story. Abraham's complaining to God, I have no children. What's going to be? And God says, you have no children? Don't get nervous. Go outside, look up, count the stars. You'll never be able. Impossible, right? There are millions and millions of stars. And the Torah tells us, God says to Abraham, Ko yezarecha. You have no kids, no children, no grandchildren? Take a look. That's the simple answer. But Mayor Shapiro says another thought, which comes to mind. The Medrash says, God told Abraham, go count. Abraham's a loyal servant. What did he do? Starts counting. Started counting. God says to him, what are you doing? It's impossible. 
Abraham says, you told me to count. I'm counting. But it's impossible. You told me to count. I'm counting. God says, that will be your grandchildren. They'll do the impossible. They won't, the impossible won't stop them. They'll do the impossible. Israel, we went through terrible times that day. 1,400, 1,500, 1,600 people butchered. Family show, butchered, burned. You can't imagine. Trust me, people can't imagine okay, what they did. Some of the videos coming out are unbelievable. Okay, we're missing the 200, 200 and some individuals missing. They should have Rafua and Yeshua because they're not in some normal jail. They're, okay, there are many families who can't identify that they're, they're dead. Um, we went through terrible times. Um, as we all know, the unity of the Jewish people before that was at an all-time low. The right, reform, the right It was an all-time low. On the other hand, I think the unity of the Jewish people in Israel is at all-time high. Over here as well, over. All-time high. Right? Everybody's for it. Politics are gone. Only one concern now is the IDF, destroying Hamas, taking care of everybody else. Uh, doesn't make a difference if you're wearing a yarmulke, not wearing a yarmulke, wearing a hat, not wearing a hat, what color you are. It doesn't make a difference anymore. There's a, there's a, there's a, and I pray to God that that unity continues afterwards. But the bottom line is life can't be the same. And... Each of us has the ability to do something. We can daven a little slower. We can learn a little more. We can hug our kids more often, right? Appreciate what we have because we can't take it for granted anymore. Find the extra couple dollars to give to charity. Um, if there's a family in your neighborhood that has somebody in the army, right? Give them the extra support. As as much as they're gonna say they're okay, right? They're always nervous. Where my kids are? What are they doing? What's the status? Right? Uh, yeah, in Yerushalayim, it's a lot more back to normal, right? But if you get closer to the north and to the south, it's not back to normal. For those families, it'll never be back to normal. So we have to participate to do, and we have to stand up strong. It's another. It's another old age-old question, and this is what Eretz HaKodesh and the CJV stood for. It says, The voice is the voice of Jacob, and the hands are the hands of Esav. That makes sense. If the voice is the voice of Jacob, we're promised that Esav will not be there. If we're swung in our Torah and our tefillah and our belief, why, how do you have it? That at one time the hand, yeah, the, the voice of, of, of Jacob and the hands of Esau, how could it be? So I saw, <clears throat> normally when you spell the word kol, voice, it's spelled kuf, vav, lamed. Okay, for the sake of English translation, K O L. In that sentence, it's spelled kuf, lamed. You're missing the vav. It's like you spelled kol, K L. You're missing the, oh. the syllabus. Okay. If our voice isn't strong, then 
the, the, the hands of Esav are going to be strong. So you can interpret it in many ways. You can interpret it, our davening, our praying has to be better. Our learning has to be better, right? You can interpret it, our political activity has to be stronger. You can interpret it, we got to stand up for what we believe in. Okay, if there's a newspaper that says something we don't like, don't sit there and complain, write a letter, pick up the phone. If a member of Congress or Assembly or whatever it is is not doing the right things, call, the call has to be strong. We have to do, everybody has an ability. Everybody could do something, nobody could do everything. Okay, you know what? Everybody right. could do something. But we have to go to sleep at night knowing we did something. 100%. We did something. And get up the next morning and say, we're going to do it again. And we're going to do it again until we get to the point that the uh, God is listening and meets Hashem and the politicians are listening and we're listening, right? And the achdus that we have and the respect that we have and the davening has to be different. Everybody can do something, as you said. Everybody must do something. And it's got to be that we start thinking of the other. In this case, the other is the soldiers. The other is the displaced people. The other is the kids in Israel that didn't have a lot to eat to begin with. Right. So now what do you have? You have even less. So there's so much we can do. There's 100% Rabbi Pesach learner. Israel, near and dear. We see it through the passion, through the words, the Varmi Yitzim, things that come out of the heart. Enter the heart. We want to thank you for all you do for Klaizah, for the Jewish no, people. Thank you. We want to thank everyone for joining us for yet another episode of Torah Hopefully, Talks. we can come back soon and talk about the activities of Eretz HaKodesh in a positive sense. Mm-hmm. We can talk about what Chazak is doing right, in a, I can't say normal, more normal situation. Yeah. And the war should be over and Amen. God should look over our Chayalim, <clears throat> our soldiers on the front the people under the rockets, and everybody in Israel who needs some type of chizuk, some type of help. Thank you. Thank you very much, Rabbi Lerner. Thank you for everyone for joining us. Chazak Torah Talks, Tuesday nights, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, chazak.org slash live. Special thanks to all the podcast players that are holding on to our podcast. Special thanks to TorahAnytime.com. Thank you very much to Daily Giving. A dollar day goes very far away. Thank you very much to Natan Bahar behind the camera and the entire Chazak team. And we shall only share in Smechot and Happy Occasions. Only here, Bistarot about only good news. Until next time, Bistarot about and we should see the Gulash Demah, the Gleeb Redemption. Amen. Thank you.